Welcome to Talking with the Animals, an exploration of animal communication. Join animal communicator, craniosacral therapist, and NES practitioner Caroline Pope as she discusses how to understand other species as they truly are, not just from the human perspective. That's right, Mecco. Discover how communicating with our four-legged friends can open up a whole new world for both of you. And now, your host and Australia's most recognized and well-known animal communicator, Caroline Pope. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Talking with the Animals. I'm your host, Caroline Pope. Thank you for joining me. Today, I'd like to cover where some very well-meaning owners who love their animals very much failed to protect them. I think this is particularly relevant as we're fairly close to Christmas and all three of these uh, are certainly something that could happen to people and their animals over the Christmas break, hence my choosing the timing of it now. Now, the first one is a cat I'll call Tabitha. Now, Tabitha's a lovely cat. She was a farm cat um, or semi-rural, put it that way, for several years. Her owner, divorce, usual story, had to move much closer into the city and unfortunately pretty much all she could get at the time was a fairly inner-city apartment on a very main road. So, of course, unfortunately, Tabitha, who'd been used to being outside a reasonable amount of the time and had the run of several acres during the day, she was in at night, um, had to learn to be an indoor cat. Now, that wasn't too bad, but Tabitha wasn't overly happy. She's a very, very active cat. Um, Honestly, think of a cat on Red Bull, and that's kind of where Tabitha was getting to. Uh, And this lass decided she was going to take a very well-deserved, I might add, break. Tabitha is one that was very, very quick. And whenever you opened a door, be it an internal or an external, she was always there trying to get out. Now, I did actually say to this lass, um, I really think you'd be better putting Tabitha in a cattery because she is so quick, but she said, no, I don't want to spend the money and I really don't think Tabitha is going to be happy in a cattery, so I'm going to ask one of the neighbours to come in and feed her and do a litter twice a day. Now, the neighbour she picked is a lovely, lovely lady. Unfortunately, she's in her 70s. She broke her hip several years ago uh, and although she likes Tabitha and had planned to spend quite a bit of time with Tabitha, I guess you can see all where this is going, uh, she's very slow moving. And of course, second day, as she's um, going in, Tabitha shot out from between her legs and got out onto the road. Uh, Unfortunately, the lady couldn't get her and you guessed it, Tabitha wound up being hit by a car a day or so later before the girl got home. All the neighbours were out searching, but by the time they found her, it was too late. Now, this, of course, is tragic for everybody, particularly Tabitha, 
but I also feel very, very sorry for the elderly neighbor who was only trying to do the right thing and help out. Now, whilst I feel very sorry for Tabitha's owner, yeah, the bottom line is she failed to protect her animals. She set Tabitha up to fail and Tabitha paid the consequences. Whilst I do understand the wanting to save money, we all want to do that. And yes, possibly Tabitha may not have been overly wrapped being in a cattery for five days. Um, the results would have been a lot, lot better. And this is the thing we all knew Tabitha would shoot through the doorway like the proverbial rocket given half a chance. So if that was the case, why would you ask an elderly, slow-moving neighbour? Tragic all round, as I say, but easily preventable and can easily happen to any cat or small dog in that scenario. So really think about that one if you're going to get home care over the Christmas break. Now, the second case is Jimmy. Jimmy's a gorgeous, oh, I don't know what he is. He's a golden retriever cross. There could be a bit of Kelpie or something thrown in there. Who knows? Uh, The family have had him for several years. Lovely, lovely dog. Came to them as an adult dog. Um, He'd had a somewhat, shall we be polite and say, checkered past. Um, Jimmy's got the most amazing temperament. He truly has. He's a genuinely lovely, lovely family dog. But he is starting to pay for what went on to him, uh, went on with him years ago. His body, yeah, not so great these days. Now, um, Jimmy's owners are of European descent. And of course, as with many of us over the whole COVID scenario, you know, they haven't had to, a chance to see their family very often. So on Cup Day, they decided to have a huge family to get together because the Rellos had come out from Europe. I'd actually um, spoken and worked with them the week before. Um, And, yeah, I knew just how much they were looking forward to it. Unfortunately, they had Jimmy with them. There was about 20 or 30 people. Rule number one, folks, if there's 20 or 30 people and you cannot 100% keep an eye on your dog at all times don't take your dog. So yeah, there was a heap of quite frankly, fairly feral kids in my opinion, but that's, yeah, that's just me. Jimmy coped fairly well, um, but was clearly rattled by the time the kids went to bed. And unfortunately then one of the very drunk by this stage, um, visiting male relatives fell on Jimmy yeah, he was basically as pissed as a proverbial newt and tripped and fell on the dog. Poor old Jimmy is sore. Jimmy bit the man, um, got his chin and his collar. So, of course, now very drunk European relative is turning into very feral European relative, blaming the dog 100% saying it's a dangerous dog and wants the dog euthanized because he had to go to hospital. The police um, were called because, you know, the doctors by law have to do all of that um, when they're treating a dog bite. Now, the whole thing could have been prevented. I feel very sorry for Jimmy's family. I really do. I feel even more sorry for Jimmy. They knew he was sore. 
They knew he was old. They knew people were getting drunk. Where if you're having any amount of your family from local, overseas, whatever, if you can't protect your dog 100% of the time, the kindest and safest thing for everyone is to lock them in a room or put them away or if it's a really big party and you can't trust people, either have them with a friend or in a kennel for the night. Again, really well-meaning. They thought Jimmy'd enjoy it. I have no doubt Jimmy did. Jimmy, as we speak, is on death row. I have spoken um, for him. I'm just hoping that, uh, yeah, the uh, the final call won't be made in this case, and I can promise you Jimmy's owners are going to be paranoid about any dog they have for the rest of their lives, which isn't a bad thing. So again, you can really see, and these were well-meaning, very loving owners, but bottom line, they failed when the um, chips were down, they failed to protect their dog. So please keep this in mind for your Christmas parties and so forth. My final case is a gorgeous um, old Palomino horse, Flash. Flash is in his, oh, it'd have to be his late 20s. Um, glorious Palomino. Think of the Barbie doll horse, and that's he, he actually used to be called that. Um, he was a Western pleasure horse, and he was known all around the traps as the Barbie doll horse because of his looks. Beautiful, beautiful horse. Lovely, lovely girl who's um, done a wonderful job with him, kept him going um, and, you know, hasn't moved him on. He's her horse for life. She's ticked every box as far as I'm concerned. Now, she's got a non-horsey partner or actually, let's be honest, now ex-partner. And she wanted to go away for cup weekend with a couple of um, girlfriends on a girls weekend. It was a bunch of school friends that, again, haven't seen each other for a couple of years with COVID and then your know, life gets in the way with kids and so forth. So they all thought they'd go away um, over the four-day weekend. Now, Flash was in with two other horses and she asked her partner, who is non-horsey but knew Flash and had been to, met, to the adjustment property many, many times, or it's actually a private property, to uh, to check on Flash every night and feed him. She came back um, to find a vet in the paddock treating her horse and one other. Turns out that the um, probably I would say the day she left, her bath was one of the you know, the old traditional baths that we used to have there, um, the old stainless steel ones that are often used as hoof troughs. And unfortunately, one of the horses has clearly knocked the plug. It's not a self-filling and the water had gone out. Now, the other people she knew were going to be away for a day or two, they'd come up and found Flash badly dehydrated and very ill. Uh, when she spoke, correction, yelled at her partner, he said, oh, I threw the feet over the fence. I could see him standing over there. I figured he was fine. Never checked the horse properly and didn't check the water. Now, being an older horse, there um, there may or may not be a bit of kidney damage. Uh, I'm hoping for everybody's sake 
that he will make a full recovery. Um, the gentleman is now an ex, decidedly ex, and I don't blame her there either. But she, I had actually raised, I've got to say I did raise that with her. Why get a non-horsey person? There are plenty of people around. She knew the other people weren't going to be there, hence she didn't ask them, which is what she'd normally done. But under those circumstances, if you're not 100% rock solid that they're going to do the right thing and have a written contract, then pick someone else. Flash will, um, as I say, hopefully make a full recovery. It was a huge learning curve for everybody. Um, and as I say, I don't blame her ending the relationship. But if she'd been gone another 24 to 48 or the people with the other horses hadn't got back f- um, for another day, things could have been very different. So, again, very well-meaning owner but ultimately failed to protect her horse. So please think of these scenarios. Um, They've all happened in the last three or four weeks. And I just think heading into the Christmas period, they're very, very timely. If you're planning to have someone look after your animals over the Christmas break, if you're planning to go away, make 100% sure you have it in writing a checkbox of what is expected. You'll be it clean the litter two or three times a day. This is what the cat gets. This is how much the cat gets, the dog gets, the horse gets, etc., etc. Um, how much you're going to pay people to do it and have it written down. That way there's no excuse. And as far as the family gatherings, please, if you can't be with your animal 100% of the time, don't take your animal because it only takes 20 seconds for something to potentially go really, really wrong. And at the end of the day, we want everybody, four-legged and two-legged, to have a wonderful and relaxing and safe Christmas holiday. Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking With The Animals. As always, don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you could leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. If you have any topics you would like me to cover, drop me a line. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, stay safe and remember when you can talk with the animals. Thank you for listening to Talking With The Animals. To learn more about Caroline and the services she provides, visit caroline-pope.com. You can also find her on Facebook at Caroline Pope Animal Communicator CST and NES Therapy. Are you ready to change the way you see your world and the animals in it? Well, we know his answer. Don't forget to subscribe and see you next time.